Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Caroline Stephen, financial journalist. Welcome to this week's episode of Talking Trading. Relentless work doesn't necessarily make you more effective. And Louise Bedford sees a lot of traders who march to the steps of burnout. In today's episode, we hear Louise's challenge to think of yourself as a toddler and do everything you can to treat yourself with care and nurture and then to see the results in your trading. We also hear from mentoree Andrew Woodward. We hear about Andrew's wins, his losses, how his faith in the market has been tested, and how his energy and his attitude have brought him a whole new life in wealth creation. But first up, let's get a wrap of the markets for the week ending the 23rd of September with economist and Sky Business News commentator Jonathan Barrett. Jono Barrett, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Good morning, Caroline. Good morning. Jono, how did the US markets close last week? Well, look, I guess a little bit of a disappointing week. Uh, I mean, the Dow was down off about 0.7%. S&P was also down about 0.57% of a percent. So generally a little bit of a, a weak overtone, and I think that was... Um, quite interesting because we had the FOMC meeting and uh, Yellen came out there was no change in interest rates. So I would have expected the market to behave in more of a bullish tone given the interest rates would remain on hold. So monetary policy, a lot looser for some time. So that should have encouraged more buying. Why do you think Yellen kept the interest rate on hold? The, the interesting thing is that the FOMC is, is basically behaving food-to-mouth type of policy. They're looking at the issues out there, they're looking at the numbers, and, and there's nothing really concrete to say, one, that the US is doing and, and pulling out of the, um, I guess, the slowdown. Also, the issues with Brexit, and I think the other curveball is uh, the US presidential election. So uh, I think Ellen's got a tough ask, but I don't see US interest rates moving high until next year. Early or late? It'll be early. Early, and really depends on how the inflation forecast, but more importantly, it determines really, I think the determinant will be who wins the election. And if it's Hillary? I think the status quo as it is, we know her policies and we know what she's like. Um, obviously, if it's Donald, well, it's going to be a different story. <laughs> Let's go to the Australian market. How did that close last week? Well, the Aussie market closed relatively good, which was good. Um, I like the way it closed. It was up. Um, you know, and, and, and I think... When you look at it, for the week, it was up 109 points. So that bodes well, but I think it might open a little bit weaker, given that this week is going to be a week of just high officials doing a lot of talking. 
Um, so we're going to get a lot of volatility. We've got US presidential election. We've got EU Draga having some comments. We've got Bank of Japan, Kuroda talking. Yellen's also talking. And, of course, we've got the OPEC meeting. So lots of news out there which will create a lot of volatility across the markets. Opportunities you're looking at at the moment? I've had structural play. These are the areas which I'm getting along those stocks which are exposed to um, the likes of base metals, in particular copper. Copper, to me, has a structural low in place. So when I look at the miners and the, the, those miners which have exposure to copper, in fact, I actually go in the ETF copper market, not the actual company, but I think, to me, copper is at that low, um, structurally low, that over the next three to six months should provide good return. Also, oil, I like that market on the lows. Um, whenever WTI gets down to that 43, 42, that to me is an opportunity to buy it because really OPEC can't afford it to go anywhere below that. So I guess they're the two that I'm looking at. And I'm also looking at wheat <laughs> because given all the, uh, the floods that we're seeing within Australia, particularly um, the East Coast, that might be a bit of an issue in terms of supply. So when I look at the wheat market, you might see a structural squeeze which could see prices higher. John O'Barrett, thank you for your time. I see so many traders marching to the steady drumbeat of burnout. There is something about the A-type personality that is attracted to trading and as a result they pile activity upon activity on top of themselves until they are practically smothered. What I'd like to do with you today is to talk about what you could do to get yourself out of that little funk, that mini spiral, that area of mindset that you know is not being productive. I do understand that there is the standard issue workaholic and occasionally you will feel overwhelmed and you will overschedule yourself. But what I'm talking about here is the habitual busy person, the type of person who is not moderate at all. And often by the time they turn to me, they are basket cases. They have overscheduled themselves into oblivion, but it has been not just for a month. It's been for a year or more. Their children forget who they are. Their spouse suddenly decides that, hey, they've got interests elsewhere. And before you know it, that person is in some sort of mini crisis. And here's the irony. All of that relentless work does not make you more effective. And martyrdom is such an unbecoming trait. So if you find that you are on that treadmill of working and working and working and you're not stopping to enjoy the finer parts of life, I have a challenge for you. Today, just for one day, think of yourself as a toddler. If you had a toddler in front of you, you'd make sure they were the right temperature, they were wearing comfortable clothes, they were eating properly, they had an afternoon nap and they got to bed on time. You'd make sure they played with their friends and that they had fun and they had something creative to pour themselves into. Maybe you'd break out the paints and do some finger painting together. Now that is what I'd like you to do for you. If you're uncomfortable, change into something soft and comfortable. Think about your eating, sleeping, your drinking and whether that involves the alcohol variety. Do everything you can to treat yourself with care and with nurture and I'll bet you you'll start to feel better. 
Now, one of the other things that I'd like to talk about is in relation to my children, I've been on about a two-year-long focus to be able to get them to be independent. Now, what we did about two years ago was we sat down and we made up an independence chart. Yes, I know my children are very young, but I'm sure whatever age your children are, you can adapt for them. And there's also a trading lesson in this. So hold on in there until the end, even if you don't have children. What we did is we looked at this independence chart and we listed all of the things that these kids need to know before they move out of home. So they'll need to go to the supermarket, they'll need to make a shopping list, they'll need to cram all of the the produce into the trolley, they'll need to pay for it. They need to unload a dishwasher, they need to unload a washing machine, they need to learn how to iron a shirt. And we put them up there as little things that they can get stars against on a chart on the wall. And each week we'd focus on one. So let's just take the dishwasher as an example. So week one, we'd focus on unloading the dishwasher. And then week two, I'd get them to do it. So I'd show them, I'd get them to do it with me, and then they'd do it alone. So it was a big, long process to develop independence in these kids. But hey, two years in, my kids can do everything around the house. They can clean a bathroom, they can clean the oven, they can iron a shirt. Now they don't do it unprompted, they're not little saints, but it is a way of being able to break down those big scary tasks into incredibly small micro building blocks. Now, how can you apply this to your trading? Is there something that you have been avoiding because it seems bigger and scarier and perhaps larger than you are prepared to learn about? What I suggest you do is you take that big thing that scares you and you break it down into the tiniest little building blocks. Do each building block in succession, and you'll be surprised at how quickly that big goal will come to fruition. Do it today. Treat yourself like a toddler. Develop your independence. Even create an independence chart for your children, if that sounds like that would appeal. And you'll be one step closer towards living the trader's life. Is trading successfully an elusive dream? We know that it takes two to five years to make a successful share trader. Talking Trading Gold will give you two years of support, two years of care, two years of strategies. Go to talkingtradinggold.com.au and check it out. talkingtradinggold.com.au Andrew Woodward was a mentoree of 2014. We hear now about his trading journey and his new life in wealth creation. Andrew Woodward, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Hi, Caroline. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on to the show. Andrew, let's find out a little bit about your trading journey. What drew you to trading in the first place? Well, Caroline, look, I've always been intrigued by numbers and, and the financial markets themselves. So, to me, it was a perfect environment to uh, explore uh, my fascination with numbers in a way that uh, hopefully would lead to making some money. So, you know, when I was at school, I, I spent a lot of time uh, with adults. I played squash in men's competitions and 
a couple of times I had people, in, uh, men in my team who worked in the financial markets. So I used to quiz them every week about the markets and how they worked and how I could get involved. And I'm pretty sure they were sick of me after a while with all the questions. But fair to them, they kept sharing and uh, it just helped build my knowledge on on markets so that uh, by the time I was old enough, I was ready to get in there and uh, and have a go. It was in your blood by the it sounds of things. Blood. Yes. <laughs> what did you like best about the Trading Game Mentor Program? Uh, for me, it probably stands out that the learning format is what makes it so successful, certainly made it successful for me. I, I like the way that we started out with, the, with Louise laying a solid foundation and, and giving us all the ba- basics and getting it to a point where we truly understood uh, the fundamentals. And then we moved into the specific markets and strategies with Chris and, and he, he, his style... You know, I can understand some people wouldn't like it, but for me, it was absolutely what I needed to to push me to identify the strategies and the the systems that would work for me. And you know, the way he forces you to find the answers yourself, I think, is 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 great. And and it, despite what people might uh, hear about Chris, he does do it in a very gentle and subtle way. Um, and you know, all the way through the process, you've got Louise and Chris in the background helping you, guiding you and, um, and supporting you. And, and that's, you know, that's the greatest learning environment you can find. Woody, what's one surprise you've discovered about trading? Yeah, th- this is um, almost completely contrary to or almost pro- – it could be contrary or supportive of what I said earlier, but it's less about the numbers – and the strategies, and a whole lot more about what's going on in your mindset. And um, yeah, the, the best strategies that are available won't perfect, won't prepare you for how you, you deal with the, the mental challenges, and you know, and that's both the wins and the losses. And one of the things that really surprised me was how I'd react to a win, as opposed to how I'd react to a loss. And I'm probably opposite to most people. I'm very blasé about the. Uh, the losses and I get more excited about the wins, which probably should be the other way around, but um, it's not the way I op- I've, I've operated to date. And, you know, really my first real challenge was having to deal with a string of 11 straight losses in the commodity markets, which uh, certainly had me second-guessing what I was doing. And That's um, like, ow, 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 ow. That's, that's right. <laughs> and, and some might say, well, why did you keep going? But um, the thing that just kept ringing in my ears the whole way along was that Chris and Louise both talked about you just have to keep taking the signals and trusting your system. And so despite the desire to pull back and um, reconsider what I was doing in commodities, I knew if I just kept plugging away, I'd get there. And uh, sure enough, you know, along came sugar. (laughs) I know what you're talking about there. Let's just go back to the ow, ow, ow times 11 low point in your trading career where the feelings of frustration and thinking that you're not getting anywhere really overwhelmed you was that the low point yeah look i'd have to say that you know 11 losing commodity trades in a row would be up there but what made this period more difficult and frustrating was that my wins were nothing special and like we've been through a period where the markets haven't been you know overly fantastic and you know i had a number of trades uh, across all markets that were, were getting stopped out at you know, somewhere between break-even and, and you know, 1R, which we talk about, you know, one level of risk. 
at some point they were you know, multiple R's uh, in you know, in front in profit, but um, they they just get just before you'd get to move your stop to the next level and the the market would reverse and you'd find yourself getting stopped out at to break even a lot and that that became really frustrating you know you you, know, you look at a break even and go well you know you didn't win you didn't lose but um, when you've got a string of losses in one market banking up against you and your wins aren't helping offset those losses, it uh, became pretty frustrating. So how did you overcome the ow, 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 ow? <laughs> well, um, I, I'm rather partial to a bit of pain every now and then. For those people, <laughs> I ride a bike and there's nothing worse than uh, being on a bike seat and climbing mountains all the time on bikes. So the pain's something that I, I can can deal with but you ride for like thousands of kilometers don't you yeah, well i do silly things like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but one of the things I, I really again learned through the mentor program was that patience was the key and that um you, almost you have to experience those down times and those moments where you know things aren't going your way uh, you just have to experience them to uh, get that additional learning that comes from being in the markets and you know, I, I also you know, journal and I, I reflected in my journal and, you know, that's some psychology training from the mentor program to, to just stay focused on my plan and, and just keep moving forward, keep doing the work, keep taking the signals and, and allow the markets to give whatever they were going to give, which is something that we learned through the program as well. I totally agree with you that you have to go through those periods to test your metal as a trader. So let's go to what's been a high point in the markets for you, Woody. Well, I've really enjoyed the recent runs in gold and silver. I think um, they've both been pretty good to me and, um, you know, it, it's restored my faith in the commodity markets if, if I had lost my faith. Um, but, you know, they, 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 were, they were good financially, but I think what was more important was that I was able to use my systems and, and capitalise on those moves. And, you know, Chris teaches in the mentor program about divert diversification and not necessarily having to be in lots of different markets to get that but it's time frames and so I was able to take advantage of gold and silver in an intraday and a daily uh, manner and system and and you know that being a pig concept you know used to keep coming up it's like this is the time this is the time to be a pig get in there and uh, and utilize it to the to the best of your ability so what did you feel that you'd really understood about trading to have capitalized on this moment well again i think it was it was less about the markets themselves and more about a simple tweak to my trigger uh, trigger rules um you know, I made a small refinement to how I was applying the um, the average trading range to my entry signal, and it it just made everything so much clearer and took away that subjectivity that was involved in my decision making. And and once I got rid of that subjectivity, I became really mechanical. And entering trades was really simple. It was just it's there. There's a signal. Away you go. And so. Um, the only thing I had to worry about was if I had enough heat available to uh, to enter a trade, and I took took that subjectivity out of the equation. What expressions, phrases, or bits of advice really stay in your mind and have helped shaped your psyche and journey? Well, I think uh, we've already talked about one of them, which was just keep taking the signals, and that may not be exactly the way that uh, Chris and Louise described it, but that's how I heard it was just keep taking the triggers and. 
But the, the, I guess the expression that sticks out the most, and it's related to the concept of taking the signals that we've already talked about, is when Chris says that trading is a doing word. You know, you have to take action. Um, you know, the story he recites about the guy who studied the mentor program and applied himself to learning everything there was about it, um, but three years later still hadn't taken a trade. You know, that's a story that it's absolutely burned in my psyche and, um, you know, I've made sure that I've just kept plugging away and doing and, yeah, you know, if I'd become frustrated with uh, my own journey, uh, it was because of not taking action. So uh, it was a simple story, but the, the concepts were really powerful for me. And the other one was from Louise when she mentioned the most, that most people skip the psychology section of the course, you know, especially the men. So um, I took that as a p- particularly personal challenge to make sure that it wasn't me. Uh, and I didn't want to be another statistic in the mentor program story. So I made sure I applied myself absolutely to the psychology section and um, and took, you know, everything I could out of that um, that section of the course. And, you know, I think those two pieces of the puzzle had a, prof- you know, they've had a profound effect on, on my trading and, and my journey since the mentor program. Woody, I've known you for quite a while now and we've grown through the trading together and you know me pretty well. I've seen you change and develop as a person. How would you describe how you've changed and developed through trading? Yeah, that, look, that's, um, that's an interesting question because uh, I think I've changed in a number of ways. But if you'd have told me before the mentor program that I'd be writing a daily journal, and, and you know, I still to this day do it on most days. Um, you know, after a few years, I probably you know, would have laughed at you if you'd have said that that's something I would have maintained. But the lessons and the personal development that I've got out of journal- journaling you know, have really provided me with some invaluable lessons, and not just in trading. I mean, they they the the power of the subconscious is extraordinary and, you know, it's even led now to me starting my own business in wealth creation for beginners. So, you know, it's, it's been amazing and, you know, it's definitely helped my trading experience. It, you know, it highlights my strengths and weaknesses and, um, you know, it's really enabled me to concentrate on my own money programming and, and address my weaknesses and, um, and really, enjoy the ups and downs and and learn from them so that um, I'm a better trader and a better uh, wealth creator as a result. A wealth creationist. (laughs) Can we use that? Yeah, let's use that, wealth creationist. What reassurance would you give someone who's thinking about getting involved in the mentor program? I don't think I'm the first person to come up with this slogan, but I would say just do it. (laughs) (laughs) And... I'm sure that uh, there's many reasons or even excuses that people will come up with for why they can't or why they won't do it. And they're probably likely to come back to two main reasons, which is I can't afford it or I don't have the time. And we hear those all the time. And I think the solution to both those objections is quite simple. First, you have to ask yourself, how much is your future financial freedom worth? And second, when will be the best time to take control of your finances? And if it's not now, when will it be? And if you can address those two objections in your own mind, uh, you'll understand that you know, the best time to be doing the, the mentor program was probably 10 years ago. And if you couldn't do it 10 years ago, 
tomorrow is the best day to start. So I'd just say just do it. Um, you'll have no regrets. Um, I've not heard of anybody who's regretted doing the program and uh, you'll certainly be a better person and a better trader for having done it. Andrew Woodward, thanks for your time and thanks for sharing your trading journey on Talking Trading. Thanks, Caroline. Lovely to chat to you again. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear life coach from the States, Barbara Stanny. I'm Caroline Stephen. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.